now. And now. From Greater Santon and beyond. Get ready for the Santon Times Hour. With your host, Alexander. It's the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and as always available as a podcast on Apple, Google and Spotify. My name is Alexander Leipner. This is edition 106. It's week 11 of 2023 and we're well into March. And uh, if you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santontimes.ca.za or connect with us on social media at Santon Times and visit the website www.santontimes.co.za. And as always, if you want to send some questions, a comment, uh, some feedback, some thoughts, some input into the content, all is welcome. And I encourage you to use those channels to do so. And uh, if you're listening from across Gauteng, South Africa, or somewhere in the world on radio or as a podcast community, I'm happy to report that all is well in Santonland. And uh, as always, Vincenzo joins me behind the desk. Listen, I'm glad we didn't stick around last week for that uh, cabinet reshuffle announcement. I think we would have been here till uh, <laughs> till late at night. My gosh, that was late. And, and also, nothing earth-shattering, right? I mean, I suppose from tourism and uh, and the arts and culture portfolio, they got a bit of a refresh. But let's see what happens there. If you are listening live on Mix 93.8 and uh, not to the podcast, well, you can use the WhatsApp line right now. It's open 0848220938. And just save the number on your phone. And then you can just WhatsApp whenever you want to. Not just this show, any show on Mix. So there you have it, 0848220938. Send a WhatsApp, it's always good to hear from you. Well, the weeks are just flying at the moment. I don't know about you, it just feels like things are really starting to gain momentum. And then we've got Easter around the corner and then everything slows down again. So this is, I suppose, like the, the last big push before that Easter holiday, which is basically almost like the December holiday. I mean, it's just one public holiday and one holiday after another. But uh, I had a breakfast this past uh, Wednesday with Discovery Bank here at their head office in Santana with Visa. And uh, they were looking at how we're spending our money, which is quite interesting. And uh, online shopping is going strong. So is uh, the food delivery and takeaways business. It seems like we're spending a lot of money on uh, food delivery and takeaways. On the one hand, I think load shedding is playing a big part in that, uh, according to some of the data. It makes sense. When load shedding hits, we hit a restaurant or we order on our apps or online and the food gets delivered to you. And I think the food delivery systems are also just become so good that uh, it's becoming a little bit of a seamless exercise. And then local travel is also one of those big expenditure points. So all of you people with uh, Discovery Bank and you've got the Discovery credit card, you seem to be still going strong. I mean, all the things that are happening around us. Yet Discovery uh, Bank's clients seem to be uh, holding up quite a right for now. Well, coming up on this week's show, one of Santon's largest church communities celebrated its 30th anniversary towards the end of last year. I catch up with its founder and senior pastor to chat about the journey so far. Then he's one of South Africa's most well-known artists and certainly comedic royalty in South Africa. And he's back with a brand new show, and I'm looking forward to chatting to him in a few minutes. Then... Uh, as fuel prices keep going up and the Rand weekends, have you thought of switching to an electric or hybrid car? Well, I'll be getting some more info from a recent survey on the topic, so stay tuned for that. And finally, a play thousands of years in the making heads to Santon to make you laugh about your relationship. This and more coming up shortly, but as always, we'll do the headlines in a minute. But before we do that, let's get the hour going with something from our playlist. Show some love. Subscribe, share, leave a review and rating for the Santon Times Hour on your favorite podcast app now. Follow the Santon Times on social media at Santon Times. 
This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 with Gorgeous by Ash and Naylor. I saw some people went to uh, Ultra this past weekend, uh, Vincenzo, and uh, yeah, they did look indeed very gorgeous. It's time for the headlines for this week. Well, the South African Ocom reports CCTV footage of a kidnapping in Bryanston this past week has been shared on social media. And uh, in the CCTV footage, a man can be seen running into a car dealership trying to evade his kidnappers. And then a few seconds later, he is seen being pulled by his clothes while on the floor trying to escape. The suspects are heavily armed in the footage and uh, they utilize a silver Mercedes-Benz C-Class C180, C180. And uh, Gauteng seems to be a hotspot for kidnappings at the moment. And it isn't clear what has happened to this businessman, but uh, we can only hope that he is found soonest. Then talking about Ultra, 27-year-old South African rapper Costa Titch collapsed on stage during his performance at the music festival and died. A year ago, Costa released a song, 4AM in Santon, where he talks about some of the major attractions of the area, and uh, friends and family are left uh, completely shocked and horrified. I mean, 27 years old, and uh, condolences go out to his family and friends during this very difficult time. And then a little something different. I wasn't quite sure where we're going to slot this in otherwise during this hour, but we've got an exclusive movie screening happening first week in April, and uh, I'd like some of you to be part of it. Uh, together with New Metro Hyde Park Corner, I'll be hosting our first movie night and an exclusive screening of the movie Air, uh, starring Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Matt Damon, Chris Tucker, and Jason Bateman. Air tells the story of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan, creating a partnership that revolutionized the world of sports and contemporary culture. Uh, Vincenzo, do you have the trailer? 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down, our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. You're motoring. You have our attention. I believe in your son. I believe he's the future. 
And his story is going to make us want to fly. But a shoe is just a shoe. Until my son steps into it. Got a name for it? Air Jordan. I don't know. Seriously? Maybe it'll grow on me. So that's Air. I think it sounds like a really exciting movie. And if you want to make it to that screening, be sure to hop onto the sandtontimes.ca right now. Make sure you're registered for our newsletter because we'll be putting all the information on how you can be part of that screening into the newsletter this week. And uh, yeah, that's the best way of doing it. Just be part of the newsletter and you'll get all the information as and when it becomes available. But let's leave the headlines right there for this week. It started with a small congregation in a humble building and 30 years later has become a landmark in Santon. I'm joined by Pastor Andre Olivier, Senior Pastor of Rivers Church, right after the break. The best of Santon and beyond. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. The best of Santon and beyond. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. So Santon Times Hour on uh, Mix 93.8 and also available on all good uh, podcast platforms. And as we get this week going, I am thrilled to finally get an interview up and running. One that we've been trying to do for such a long time. And the band's just been so busy. But uh, we finally managed to get some time with him. And it's to mark a, a really big uh, anniversary in the church's life. It's uh, Rivers Church in Santon celebrated 30 years towards the end of last year. And to chat to me about this and uh, a few things more is Pastor Andre Olivier, the senior pastor of Rivers Church. And let me take this opportunity to uh, congratulate you on 30 years. I mean, that's quite a big milestone. Thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate all the congratulations. It is a big milestone. Would you have thought that when you walked into uh, what was then a very humble building in 1992, I think there were descriptions of orange walls and sort of turquoise uh, roofs uh, with about 70 people there, that this is what it would end up being almost 30 years later, a place of thousands, a place of community, multiple campuses, uh, reaching out to so many people every single week? We had no idea, absolutely no idea. I never thought that we would even stay in Johannesburg. We moved up from Cape Town. They asked me to come and pick up the struggling church. It had been split, been through troubles. And we moved up here and we weren't welcome. The people asked, were you the only person they could find? Were you like the last resort? You don't have uh, the qualifications to run this church. But after six months of being here and just enduring it and, and really grinding through it, I realized that God had sent us here for a purpose. And this was the place that we were meant to be. And I kind of had, you know, had a vision that maybe we could grow a church of a 1,000, maybe a 1,200 over many, many years, make a small impact in the community because, you know, there were so many other larger churches. And, you know, if a church had a fair size, it would attract people and would feel respected and so on. That was kind of in the back of my mind. But as we progressed along, I knew that God's got greater plans than I have. And um, we went from step to step, you know, to the middle auditorium, which was a 1,200-seater, and then ultimately now to the 3,000-seat building and to five campuses across uh, South Africa. Well, the Santon building is definitely a landmark. It's there on uh, corner South and Middle Road, if you've driven down uh, Morningside. Uh, It's there right on the corner. It's uh, part glass, 
part a brick. I mean, it's beautifully designed. It's uh, very thought through. And it's the result of, of a bit of vision casting that you also did back then. Because, I mean, of the 70 people, I'm sure quite a few walked out and, and uh, quite a few walked back in again. And you had to kind of pull this all together and tell people, well, this isn't the, the beginning or the end. This is now just a stepping stone to something bigger. Yes, it's, you know, it's not like building a company. It's, it's really, everything's based on trust. People either like you and trust you and respect you or they don't. And you either suit their taste, you know, your teaching and the style of ministry either suits your, their taste and, and then they choose a church. And so you can't really force people or persuade them or kind of say, look where we're going, stay with us. You just keep casting vision, just keep meeting people's needs. That's all we've done. We had our neighbors really quite aggressively attack us and threaten us with lawyers. We're in a legal building and we're in a legal church and there's far too much traffic, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into that. But suffice to say, when, I, when, when we met with them, all I said to them is, please help us because we can't stop the people from coming. We just have services and they just keep coming. And they were kind of disarmed because they realized, you know, we hadn't engineered this thing. It hadn't been some clever marketing campaign. We simply present good church. We meet the kids' needs. We feed the poor. You know, we feed 77,000 children a week besides the, you know, 10 orphanages that we have. So we're just doing good work. We're serving people, and people just keep coming back. And that's how we ended up where we are. And the building's design and everything wasn't to be impressed. You know, we, we didn't sit out to be impressed. Let's, let's build a building that impresses everybody. It was, let's build a building that meets the needs and that is a good place to be. Let's let's keep our young people here so they can meet other young people instead of feeling that they've got to go to the cool shopping centers and, and after a service is done, they have to go. So that was the intention in mind when we did it. And I looked at inner city buildings throughout the world, looked at good designs, ones where you could see the, the platform clearly, good coffee shops, good environment to be in. And we just, you know we designed it around that. I mean, it's a very original building, but... That's what makes people feel at home there. Well, you've got a fantastic video that captures this 30-year journey, uh, which we'll also put up on the website as well. If people want to watch that and get a bit of a sense of where things have come from, this didn't just sort of appear out of nowhere one weekend. And uh, and it definitely is uh, a very inspiring and very interesting story to watch. And uh, I do encourage people to go onto the Santon Times and go have a look at that video. We'll put it up there uh, for people to, to also reference. Uh, one other big milestone that you also hit is that you've just celebrated your 50th wedding anniversary. And I'm not sure which one was uh, easier or harder to get through, the 30 years or the 50 years. <laughs> well, it's 30 years at Santon, 40 years in the ministry altogether, and 50 years married. So three milestones in one year, quite a big year for us. Bill and I got married in our late teens, and we were the least likely to succeed. You know, as the family watched us, it was like, these two hip, hip guys, you know, let's see if this lasts longer than two years. Well, we've outlasted quite a number of people, and by God's grace, we're still good friends and partners. We've been partners in business, we've been partners in different churches, and finally in Santa now for the last 30 years, working alongside each other. My wife runs the women's uh, ministry and has grown that uh, significantly. You know, her last conference uh, in 2020, uh, 2019, before we went into lockdown, she had a double conference, almost 6,000 delegates registered. And so she's built that very successfully. We've been good partners working together. We have a lot of fun. Listen, 50 years together, you, you get on each other's nerves at times. But I can say God has really given me someone to work, work alongside me. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, who are better than one. And we can indeed say that that is so true. 
Amazing. Well, what are some of the plans for uh, for the church going into 2023? I know you've got some ambitious projects uh, that you're looking at. Yeah, we're rebuilding as a as a congregation and seeing people come back, and that's very healthy. Rebuilding young adults and youth and seeing people uh, attending and enjoying church again. We also have just purchased a piece of land in Belito for our Belito church right next door in order to create more parking. And we've purchased a piece of land in Durban North for our new Durban North campus because we've outgrown that building. So they'll be they'll start to build within the next year, a brand new auditorium with parking garages underneath. And so that's in the pipeline. We are busy exploring for land in Centurion currently, and it's on the cards. We're busy negotiating. So they'll start building uh, very soon. And uh, we constantly are reaching out and expanding. And you know, as the needs arise, we we'll take the opportunities and we hope we can plant more campuses before we're done. But certainly with the team I have at the moment, they're, they're growing and doing such a wonderful job. We just, we're just ready to keep moving forward. Before I let you go, I know there's another big weekend uh, coming up for you, which is the Easter weekend. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a taste of what you've got planned? If people might thought of coming along or have never been and thought, well, maybe, you know, we should do something on Easter weekend. Is there anything that you've uh, got lined up? We've got Easter, Good Friday services. We've got three, two in the morning and one at 3 p.m., the exact time that Jesus was crucified. And then on Sunday, we've got three again. So six services for the weekend. It's one of the high weekends of Rivers Church where we really just focus on Jesus. We celebrate the death and resurrection and focus on what it means to be a Christian, to have salvation through Christ. And so we welcome anybody and everybody, usually a very, very special occasion. So we'd love to see people coming. And if you're interested in visiting Rivers Church, that's a good time to visit. Well, congratulations uh, there, Pastor Andre Olivier of uh, Rivers Church, as I say, the major campus in Santon, and then all the other campuses that have come up in the last 30 years, giving us a bit of a, a taste of what it's been like uh, over the last three decades. And it's the bottom of the hour of the Santon Times Hour. And let's take a quick musical break, and there's more of the Santon Times Hour on the other side of this. For more. The Santon Times Hour continues. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 with uh, BGRZ and a remix of Agola featuring Angelique Kijo. Taking you into the second half of the Santon Times Hour, my name is Alexander Leibner. And you know how this works. If there's anything that sounded great on the show, something that you didn't get a chance to take note of, well, you can get all the details on the website www.santontimes.co.za under this week's show notes. And you can get a detailed breakdown of everything we've discussed, everything we've mentioned during the show, and so much more. Also, be sure to check out the social media accounts at Santon Times and feel free to engage. You can send a tweet, a WhatsApp, a DM, a voice note. You can send a postcard if you want. I'm sure we can find a PO box somewhere. And uh, yeah, you can also use the hashtag Santon Times Hour. As we get into the second half of uh, this week's show, I am truly honored to be joined by one of South Africa's theatrical greats, comedic greats, I mean, just so many greats on so many levels. He's got a new show coming out in April, and uh, I'm joined by the one and only Peter Dirk Ace. And Peter, thank you so much for making time to be on the Santon Times Hour. It's a pleasure. I look forward to talking to you. Well, Peter, uh, I mentioned you've got a new show coming up, but I think before we get into uh, this new show that you're going to be presenting, I mean, you've lived through so many interesting uh, times and moments in, uh, in South Africa. I, I even remember there was a documentary made on your life called Laughing at the Dark. And I mean, that must have aged quite differently right now. 
Yep, it ages, it, it changes by the day. You know, I used to have 365 days in my year. Now I have two days, today <laughs> and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because quite frankly, today is everything. I mean, really, truly, one is so used to the rat race and looking ahead, you know, next month, next year, and then you, you trip over the most important thing, which is the day that you're living your life in. And so that has helped me tremendously, actually. You know, I still think about COVID with respect because I think that two and a half years of freeze frame, I mean, to me, it just all seems like three days. I can't really place what I did in those two and a half years, except to realize that there were people next door. There were neighbors next door that I never had the chance to actually talk to them because I was always rushing off somewhere. So that's something I don't want to lose, but I do look forward to coming back to Johannesburg to perform because it is a, a wonderful city with a tremendous energy. And I think the energy is something that we need to sort of bring back to whatever we do. So I look back to my life as well with a certain amount of disbelief. The documentary they did was, was, was great at the time, but it sort of dates itself just by being in the past. So now I try and look to the future, which is tomorrow, and everything after tomorrow is penciled in. I only ink in 24 hours before the event because you never know what happens. Well, your new show is called Sell By Date, and it's coming to Monte Casino. And uh, Peter, yeah. what's Sell By Date all about? I mean, that almost sounds like uh, you're, you're ready to to retire and uh, and uh, you know <laughs> sit on a patio somewhere. <laughs> it's wonderful. I'm 77 now. I still feel that I'm still 23, maybe 24, but 77. And and yes, people say to me quite recently, a lady stopped me in in, in the in the supermarket, and she said, "Oh my gosh, when are you going to stop?" When are you going to stop? I said, you know, darling, I'll stop when you die. The day you die, I promise I'll stop. So let me know. And that is the sort of a joke that I make with many people because retirement is something that I don't understand. Retire, I would say retread, reinvent, and come to terms with certain things that aren't working so well. I mean, I keep on saying the hubcaps have fallen off, but the wheels still turn. <laughs> uh, and Sell by Date is a great title. Because I've always been fascinated by things that reach their sell-by date. Some things last beyond the sell-by date. And some things like democracy, you know, that's one of the things I talk about. Is Has democracy reached its sell-by date? Has religion become a big commercial reality? And has that uh, also have questions? So I bring that in as well, which is also treading a very thin line because religion is one of the one of the areas that you don't find a lot of humor in. So it's really, truly, yeah, it's me on stage, 77 me. I have just had a major, I call it a major amputation, a new knee, a new knee, which really, truly was not for sissies. I mean, it really has, it has changed my respect for being a little bit careful where you put your feet. Because now I realize that if I fall over because I'm rushing around, the hip goes and the shoulder goes, and before you know it, you go. And I think my audience is very much that sort of my generation. I think when people come to see my shows, they grew up with me when they started with Adapt or Die in 1981. And so it's also a show that, that reflects the, the reality of where we are. And I think that's terribly important. There's no point in, um, in pretending that people aren't unhappy. And I want to also underline the fact that for every piece of bad news, there are two pieces of good news, but we have to find the good news. So I'm a terminal optimist, still trying to find humor in states of disaster. I mean, come on, who's thinking here? 
you know, a state of disaster immediately makes us all feel like victims. Why not call it a state of renewal? Uh, we can find ways of bringing electricity. We've got a minister of electricity, and he will really be the one to knock at your front door and blow out your candle. <laughs> so there is, there is a lot of bitter galette, a lot of humor that can be found in the things that aren't that funny. I don't think I actually, I'm not very good at telling jokes. I love listening to jokes and I try and remember the jokes to share with other people. But I focus on humor, humor which is very, very personal, like a fingerprint. Everybody has got an individual sense of humor and that is laughing at fear. If we laugh at fear, we make that fear less fearful. It still can kill you, but you've got your eye on it. And I think at the age of 77, I'm very, very aware of where the dangers lie racism, uh, state capture, all these, all these words that are used easily actually have victims and people get damaged by these things. Uh, can- cancel culture or culture cancel, I never know what comes first. <laughs> can I still do a Vita Bezaidnet? I mean, am I still politically and socially accepted for me to impersonate a woman? People have said to me, you can't do that anymore. And I say, but it's called acting. Look it up in the dictionary. Look up what acting is. So I want to celebrate acting as well. So I'm on stage, me and and of course my I have characters. I have a whole cluster of characters who everybody over the age of fifty will recognise who have reached their sell by date and sometimes their expiry date. The Burtas and the Kuranovs and and even the good guys, even the Tutus and the Madibas, who are no longer here to do anything uh, anything brash to bring us back to earth. But then again, I also have my women who in the story of, of Sell by Date, as I'm in the hospital walking up and down with crutches and walkers to get with the, the, the blood flowing, I realize that Evita Besaidness is in the ward and Noah Fine is in the other ward and Bambi Kellerman, so all my women are there as well. So I bring them in. It'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not quite sure what the news will give me, but every day is going to be a discovery. Unbelievable. Well, Peter Duguez, your your show Sell by Date is uh, kicking off uh, in April. I think it's on the 17th of April, running all the way till middle of May. And if people want to get some tickets, they can visit uh, web tickets uh, for, for for those tickets at Monte Casino. Also, phone the uh, theatre box office. We'll put up all the details on the website. And uh, I suggest that you uh, get your tickets sooner rather than later. Peter Duguez, a man who is uh, always well in his uh, uh, best before date and uh, always b- delivers uh, fresh content and and uh, it's just so great to have your voice still playing such an active part in theatre and in South African commentary. And uh, I thank you for making time to be on the Santon Times Hour. Thank you very much. Topical news. My fellow South Africans. Big names. <laughs> I love that. The hottest entertainment. I'll be back soon. Yeah, I'll call you myself. <laughs> and everything in between. What an honour. I was born in Santon, grew up in Santon. So here I am. This is the Santon Times Hour. All right, we're chatting cars again, and uh, joining me on the line right now, who we've spoken to him before, George Meany. He's the CEO of Auto Trader, and uh, they've brought out a very interesting uh, bit of uh, data, as they always do, because they're just an incubator of data. I mean, they're just collecting data all the time on their website, and uh, it's got to do with hybrid cars. And it's one of those things that is just gaining momentum. Uh, some people are telling me, you know, this is still going to take a long time. Others are saying, well, it's happening at a faster pace than you think. But here to dispel myths and to reinforce uh, the facts is George Meany. And George, good to chat to you again. Yes, you too, Alex. Thank you for having me. 
So, George, tell me, where are we at when it comes to hybrid and electric cars in South Africa? Well, I mean, I think, Alex, to kind of paint the backdrop a little bit, um, we've produced the uh, EV bias survey now three times, three years in a row. And uh, EV bias survey, in conjunction with Autotrader's data, and, you know, you think you mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, we collect thousands, tens of thousands of data points on a hourly, daily basis because consumers are searching for cars all the time. So, uh, so layered with our own search data, which is real time, and uh, we can go into history. Um, we also do these buyer surveys where we ask consumers their sentiment and their viewpoints on various vehicle categories and types. Of, and electric vehicles is one that we've done now for the last three years. So, we decided. After the Toyota Cross was launched last year and uh, seeing the success of the Toyota Cross, um, looking at the search data, realizing that hybrids are starting to pick up momentum when it comes to consumers and, uh, and searching for cars, why is this? Let's, uh, let's see if we can get some more color to the data around hybrid vehicles. And um, it turns out that I think because of one particular element within the the category of battery electric vehicles hybrids are something that is an alternative because the price point for battery electric vehicles are just way too high still uh, because if you look at the EV buyer surveys that we've had in the past, the last three, um, the magic number for mass adoption in South Africa was 500,000 rand. still is 500,000 rand. If a car gets produced or put on South African roads at under 500,000 rand, we will reach electric vehicle transition quicker than, uh, uh, than what we are at the moment. And the cheapest most cost-effective, cheap doesn't mean nasty. Um, the cheapest battery electric vehicle on the market today is the Mini SE at 650,000 Rand. Mm. Mm. So when the Toyota Cross was launched, which is a hybrid vehicle, um, they could not keep up with demand. We also started seeing search go through the, through the sky. And so we produced this um, hybrid buyer's vehicle survey. And uh, it turns out that um, hybrid vehicles is more than likely going to be the middle step between uh, the current ICE vehicle world and the future of battery electric. Um, and that's mainly because of the price point. Well, just to come back to that point right in the beginning that you made. So you're saying this is the third time you're doing it. And uh, if I remember my stats from university correctly, we've now got three points with which we can now work out a bit of a trend line from where you initially started. From a battery battery electric point of view, yes. Right. Okay. From a hybrid point of view, this is the first one. Okay, right. I got you. So. I think if I if I got that right, it, it's increasing, but it's not increasing at the rate we're thinking it is increasing at. And that what you're saying is is that people are still looking at a petrol electric combination before going over to electric completely. Hundred percent. So so battery electric searches are still doubling for battery electric. The the searches and uh, and and responses on battery electric vehicles are are still doubling year on year. And the number of battery electric vehicles getting onto the roads are still doubling year on year. But what's um, increasing at an exponential rate more than battery electric are hybrids. So hybrids seem to be the order of the day at the moment. And uh, we feel the main reason is the price point. The Toyota Cross and many other hybrids are actually below the 500,000 Rand price point. Is the move to a hybrid and maybe even later had an electric uh, partly because of our rising fuel prices? 
And are we also seeing the instability in electricity delivery also playing a factor in terms of go, no go? Um, so so let me let me address the fuel price first. Um, so definitely the fuel price and the economic conditions within the country are are driving um, consumers to find new and creative ways to reduce costs. Absolutely. Um, uh, um, the 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 reality though is that even pre the petrol price increases, um, searches for battery electric vehicles were through the sky. so we've we've seen this trend take hold and continue pre the fuel price increases and now through the price increases. The thing that we've seen increase exponentially, though, are searches for hybrid vehicles. So you might have a very good point there in that fuel price increases has caused people to accelerate their need for the transition to something alternative outside of fuel, saving fuel, whatever the case may be. They look at EVs. Way too expensive, 650,000 Rand. Next price point is 900,000 Rand. Next price point is 1.4 million Rand. Realizing that that's not achievable, hybrid is the alternative. Mm. And I mean, to go behind the curtains in terms of the industry itself, I mean, is South Africa ready and geared up to also start producing these cars? Because up until now, I think the factories that we do have in country are all very much petrol focused. Very good question, um, Alex. And um, I spoke to a few OEMs over the last couple of months about this very question around uh, producing vehicles in South Africa. What we, what we don't want to do is import parts merely assemble and then not really get any benefit out of manufacture. So uh, so the OEMs are taking a slightly different approach. We're still importing all the battery electric vehicles that are that are hitting our roads. They do have to retool the plants. I think at some point it will get there, but a lot some of the OEMs are looking at Africa as the destination for our current manufacturing processes while importing these battery electric vehicles. So right now, um, there aren't any plans to retool the uh, um, the plants as far as uh, the OEMs have told me, but uh, that could be something that's on the cards for the future. But at the moment, the volumes are still very low. There's not there's not enough battery electric vehicles in the market in order to retool plants. I mean, you must you must imagine what it costs to retool plants. Yeah, it must be it must be incredible, and it's one incredible investment. But it is an investment into the future, and we're going to see how that goes. But interesting times at the moment when it comes to technology and when it comes to cars. And uh, George Meany, CEO of Auto Trader, talking about their 2022 Auto Trader Hybrid Car Buyers Survey. I'm going to put up all the details up on the Santon Times as well if you want to get a little bit more information on that and you want to crunch the numbers and look at them yourselves. It's time for a quick break. We're going to take a, a quick musical break, and then we're going to be right back with more after this. The best of talk and music in one hour. This is the Santon Times Hour. It's the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8, and that was Swedish House Mafia and Connie Constance with Heaven Takes You Home. And I'm going to take you home uh, as we wrap it up for another week. And uh, before we do it all, all of that, we've got another great show coming to Santon. And I mean, we're just really lining these up uh, in terms of theater, in terms of entertainment. Thank goodness we're back to those days where we can just look forward to one great bit of performance after another. Uh, and one of the shows that's coming to the Theatre on the Square in Santon is uh, Defending the Caveman with Craig Jackson. And Craig joins me on the line. Craig, good to have you on the Santon Times Hour. Hi, how's it, Alex? 
It's awesome, Craig. And uh, listen, Defending the Caveman, for those people who don't know the show or haven't seen the show previously, this isn't uh, a commentary on our current state of uh, load shedding and uh, cooking on open fires at home, is it? It actually has a little bit of that. I mean, this show's all. This show has been around for nearly 20, over twenty years, nearly twenty-five years. I thought you were going to say. Uh, I thought you were going to say two million years, but okay, we'll take twenty-five <laughs> years. <laughs> well, yeah, and we've been caveman for all that time. This is an updated version, so it's got eighty percent of the original content. But we are going to be talking about load shedding. We are going to be talking about COVID. You know, in small little ways. Well, Craig, I mean, it, it is a classic show. It's probably one of the most successful pieces of theater, I think, globally. I think it originated in Broadway, then spread around the world. We've had some notable Ooh. South African uh, thespians take on this production going on weeks, months, years. And you're now yeah. stepping into those, I think, pretty big shoes to fill. How are you feeling about that? Very big shoes. I mean, it went to Tim. It, Tim started and then went to Alan and then back to Tim. Now I'm the third caveman. Yeah, big shoes to fill. But, you know, I, I'm trying to take a different angle. I don't want to do what they did. I want to do me and my caveman. So hopefully the audiences who come to see will, will notice that and go, oh, well, this is a different. And it's going to be quite a lot different. Well, it's a timeless commentary on the battle of the sexes, the difference between men and women. I think uh, men are the hunters, women are the gatherers. It's defined as probably mm -hmm. one of the uh, iconic plays to go to if you're single, divorced, in a relationship, out of a relationship, married, uh, thinking about marriage, just in a civil partnership. Yeah. It's it's for pretty much everyone. But the times have changed. I mean, like you said, I mean, since Tim did it in the 90s, uh, so much has stayed the same, yet so much has changed. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at me as a man at 43 now, I'm a very different man than my father was when he was 43 in the 80s. You know, it's a far more, I think, fair household between males and females and husbands and wives. So that's what I'm bringing to this show as well. And also, I've got a female director. So she very quickly tells me, no, no, you can't say that anymore. Well, I was going to ask you about that because that's, that's quite an interesting dynamic. I mean, it brings a whole other sort of uh, blend to this particular show. Have you found that you're changing things quite a bit, that things have sort of, you've, you've rearranged things a little bit? Yeah, I mean, this show is an American show originally. So there's a lot of stuff that doesn't kind of translate to South African culture. So certain things she's like, no, we wouldn't do that. And like, we have a, we have like discussions like, do you think, yeah, I don't think. And then we go, maybe we'll take that out or we'll change that around. So, yeah, which is really refreshing to, to, to have because that's what I want to do with the show. I want people to come watch. And yes, they will remember hunters and gatherers, but I think they're going to sit down and go like, hang on. I don't remember a lot of the stuff and it's very different now. And he's putting it across differently. Well, and I'm sure if you watched it 20 years ago, uh, you were probably also in a different context as a as a as an audience member. Those audience members have now probably moved on into different stages of their life, and they will probably look at it yeah. through a very different lens. I'm sure that you know when people watched it in their 90s and in the 90s and were very young, they were probably thinking, "I oh, don't be ridiculous. Like when I get married, it's not going to be like this at all." And they probably yeah. <laughs> look back at those <laughs> times and think, "Oh my gosh, it was spot on and so much more." In terms of caveman, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting play from a business perspective. I mean, do you kind of have to apply for this play uh, to be able to get the rights to it? Is there a bit of a screening process? Do you have to commit to a certain amount of performances? What's sort of a bit of the background there? The, the producer of this who owns the rights, and uh, he's an Icelandic producer, so he owns uh, does shows around Europe and around the world. And yeah, he approached me and uh, and he said, like, do you want to do this? I think he saw me in a play a couple of years ago and he thinks I would 
be a, a good caveman. So he said, do you want to do it? And then now we've just kind of, so I'm kind of producing it with him. And, you know, we sets are being built at the moment. And yeah, and after this, hopefully this new caveman, which is me and the new show, will will tour around South Africa and get some legs. Amazing. I mean, you're you known to have done some very uh, big scale productions on television. I mean, we were just chatting about this uh, off air in terms of uh, some some shows you've done on Mnet. I mean, you did Black Sails, which was a big international production as well. So, so this is a little bit uh, different to the usual sort of dramatic, uh, sort of darker stuff that you do. I mean, this is quite light in comparison. Yeah, I mean, I always find whenever I get employed onto a into a new show or something like that, I think, oh, I'm going to bring this character. And I actually most of the time bring levity. I'm the one that brings a little bit of humor and lightness in my characters and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to do. I haven't done a, a one-man show in over 20 years. And this show is such fun to do. So I'm I'm ready. I'm having, you know, stage is my first love. Amazing. Well, it's always good to be in front of a live audience. So that's uh, Defending the Caveman, which will be at uh, Santon Theatre on the Square. It runs from March 14th to March 25th. And uh, if you want to get some more information, we're going to put up all the details on the Santon Times website where you can get your tickets, the times, the dates. So don't worry about writing all of that down now because uh, you're probably in transit or cooking or doing whatever it is that you do when you listen to this. But Craig Jackson, I thank you for uh, taking the time to be on the Santon Times Hour. Thanks, man. And yeah, it's only two weeks. So these tickets are going quickly. So Get booking, guys. And that's it for another Santa Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and always available as a podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify straight after the live broadcast. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santantimes.ca.za or visit our social media accounts at Times. And uh, also don't forget the website, www.santantimes.ca.za. And as always, feel free to send through your questions, your comments, your input, your thoughts, uh, some content ideas. Always happy to hear from you. And as always, thank you to all my guests who made time to be on the show this week. And uh, Vincenzo, grazie. Thank you so much for all your hard work behind the desk, making us sound good. And also thank you to the Santon Times team as well as everyone at Mix 93.8. And of course, thank you for listening. And let's connect again next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Santon Times Hour. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share it. 